This podcast is sponsored by Origin PC. Origin PC can make your free gaming desktop. For right now, if you go to line line to originpc.com slash brick. That address again is originpc.com slash brick for your chance to win a free gaming desktop from Origin PC. High speed running rate Windows 10 can play all of your games from Steam and play it smooth like butter. That address again is originpc.com slash brick to win your free gaming desktop. Yo, what's good, all my internet freaks? Welcome to the podcast. And um, today we'll be talking about the internet. Now, when we think about the internet, what exactly is the internet? Do we really have an understanding of what it truly is, what it can truly become? And the question sort of gets lofted into... um, sort of a distribution anyway um the internet as defined by google is a global computer network providing a variety of information and communication facilities consisting of interconnected networks using standardized communication protocols but when we think about the internet, the internet is just more of a gathering place for all of mankind to come and share their ideas, which technically isn't straying from the definition that we've been given, more of an expansion upon it. So when I talk about the internet, I would like to start at its most popular peak. Before the 90s, before, like, no. After the 90s, when internet seemed less prevalent, we're going into the era of Facebook. So this was maybe about 2004. The origins of modern internet. And a lot of times people believe that Facebook is full of, you know, scammers just trying to get your information, which a lot of times that wouldn't really be the case. But let's focus on Facebook. It's based on a company here in Menlo Park, California, founded by Mark Zuckerberg, along with a few other students from Harvard. So this isn't really news to much of anyone. It was founded February 4th, 2004. So that was 15 years ago. It was founded in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Also within the United States. So this mainly served the bulk of the internet. And I believe it started the revolution to the modern internet. So basically straight away from your average internet. Facebook gradually added support for students at various other universities, eventually to high school students, and since 2006, anyone who claims to be at least 13 years old has been allowed to become a registered user of Facebook through various existions in this requirements. Facebook has kind of taken the smartphone 
at market by Storm, in the sense that it is probably the number one most recognizable social media platform on the entire internet. But it's a little more than that, as we all know. In 2004, remember, this was before the smartphone. So it would have started on a computer as a website. And as you might remember, all it did was you would share your thoughts on a space where it may not have been a little bit more of your typical social space, but it was a space of which you could communicate your thoughts. So Facebook had a privily prevalent surface as being one of the first. When they first created it, even as they say in their modern ads now, when they first created Facebook, it was meant for friends. And the interface of Facebook quite established just that. Facebook much like Twitter's design, when you go and create a post, you can add a picture, you can add some form of media, and it could come with a caption. Now this caption basically is the bread and butter of most social medias on the modern internet. Before Facebook had that option of sharing photos, they invented a social media called Instagram, which we will get to later. Facebook and Twitter are the biggest social media platforms on the entire internet, as I've mentioned before, with Twitter being right underneath Facebook. The only difference between Facebook and Twitter is who they were founded upon. And not much stands between them except for who's reading posts and who is doing the posting, the kind of people who are doing the posting. That is Facebook. Now, let's move on to something a little more recognizable when you go into your Google search. How about something owned by Google? YouTube. YouTube is was recently owned by Google in like 2015 or pretty close to then when you needed a Google Plus account in order to access YouTube. And that was kind of a unsmart move on their part, but we'll, we'll worry about it later. Anyway, YouTube what it did is it created a social media platform for those willing to upload videos as a form of social media communication. So these videos, they would then be posted to the masses. Anyone in the entire world could see your video and they could like, they could comment, they could subscribe. But you upload these videos and they would be in MP4 format most of the time. And they'd consist of information much like I'm sharing on this po very podcast. But they'd also share much more information. They could be humorous. They could be 
whatever the podcast needed to be at the time. Instagram, owned by Facebook, is a photo sharing site where you could upload a photo with a caption. Once it gets uploaded, it'll be uploaded to the masses. It'll You hit a like on it and you can share your posts. And if your post becomes trending, you can actually, if you have enough um, followers on your Instagram, you could become verified and be famous. Snapchat, quite the opposite. It's more of a friend-based image-sharing platform where you'd be sharing a personal diary of your um, thoughts versus Instagram where you'd be sharing more of your life as it goes. Now, we have copycats in our modern societal age, and the most prevalent of those copycats is Musical.ly, or as we would call it, Musical.ly. And a lot of these copycats, they serve no other purpose than to just be and gain ad revenue. The only problem with those is that it takes away from what social media's potential really has. And it's not that there's anything particularly wrong with Musical.ly or the company itself. It's just that it's really bad (laughs) in a less of terms that is I'm not willing to use on this podcast. Anyway, you see a lot of people trying to get a quick buck on these sort of sites. They're not really looking to mean like share their legacy or something. They're just looking to become famous. And that sort of undermines the entire purpose of social media. Let's talk for a minute about one of the more famous social media platforms called Vine. Vine was a place where you could upload a six-second video of a um, anything, really. It could be comedy. It could be series. It could be whatever. And Vine, it was six seconds. So you had six seconds to get some sort of message or joke across to your followers and within those six seconds you were restricted to saying you know quick things you were restricted to saying little sounds or noises just something to get yourself in the six second time frame you were you were telling a story in six seconds essentially is what it was much like the youtube system once your videos were uploaded they were liked and viewed by thousands and even shared among other platforms in hopes of gaining more views. Vine, unfortunately, recently had a downfall in which was catastrophic to the company. Twitter eventually had to remove Vine from the masses as it pertained to many ad revenue and celebrities who are not willing to use the app if they didn't follow their wishes. This resulted in a mass community to bring together in which 
they kind of commemorated Vine. It's not a very pleasant sight when a social media platform is then removed from the masses, but what much can you do? This is part one of a three-part podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, whatever, share to the masses, and hopefully until next time, you have learned something today, and if you did, please share with me. All right, so we'll see you all later. Bye-bye.